Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the Realist Podcast. And Danyo, we're joined again, the beautiful brother, Gabriel Al-Romani. That's not his last name, by the way. Um, today, we want to talk about a very sensitive topic, so a little disclaimer. If you're a brother, this is for you. If you're a sister, you might want to tune out or maybe not even watch it at all. Maybe just send the video to, like, your brother or your your wali or something like that. Or <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, you're you're mahram. You're mahram. You're, you're, you're yeah. to be husband. Yeah, not your wali, bro. Not your dad. Yeah. <laughs> not that, bro. You said it to your pops. No, no, but okay. Listen, listen. So we're gonna be talking today with that disclaimer set. <laughs> but we would like to, you know, definitely smash the like button. We got Sheikh Old Nika back in the building, inshallah. With, with this disclaimer being said, we will get into the topic, and the topic is the size matter. Excuse me, size for what, bro? We gotta be specific, man. We can't have false. You hair. want me to say like specific words? Say specifically like, with them all out the let's keep not, academic, not algorithm, right? academic, yes. Academic, so size yeah. of what, bro? Okay. You're the the male reproductive organ. Zibenis. Yes. Benis. So Gabriel, does size matter, bro? You're going, you're going to just start like right that. away. Just like that, bro. Yeah. I was like, we'll we're not going to talk about male anatomy, nah, nah, nah. problems. They like, know yeah. exactly what the male reproductive organ is, bro. Oh, right. They put me on the spot like that, right? Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Well, first and foremost, why is it important to have this discussion? Like, why would we even get onto this, right? People might be like, man, these guys are crazy. Which way are they going? Uh-huh. And so on and so forth. So why is this topic important? It's important because we live in a time where society is hypersexualized. And... Based on our work as counselors, we find that a lot more couples are having problems when it comes to intimacy. People don't know why. People have problems, but people don't understand why they have problems. When you don't understand why you have problems, you don't know how to solve them. So that's something very important. So intimacy is probably one of the most important aspects of marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surah Rum that he has created spouses for us and he has put between us love and mercy. Now, the first thing that Allah uses is love. Obviously, today, 21st century, people are mostly used to like sex or, you know, the F word and whatnot. People talk like that. Mm. And, okay, the label or the, the word, whatever, but the, the action itself has become almost just very animalistic. It's mm-hmm. lacking emotion, lacks passion. Like lacks, primal. Yeah, it's just very primal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not saying that that's not part of it. It is part of it. But it seems like it's the only thing now. Mm-hmm. And that's been popularized with social media. Videos. With videos. Online, yeah. Pornography is huge. Mm-hmm. It's played a very, very big role. And for people who know the, or probably don't know the history of porn, but um, at the time when porn was released, we didn't know a lot about, or we didn't know as much as we know today about the human brain and how the human brain reacts to, to pornography or to just seeing things, right? Any bit of information can actually alter the way your brain works. A lot of people don't understand that the smallest bit of information, the smallest amount of information why do you think TikTok 
has such a strong algorithm, but has a specific um, system where you swipe very short videos. The concept of everything being fast, uh, drive-through, you know, everything's on instant gratification, instant gratification yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not done haphazardly. Like people have actually studied mm-hmm. this. I would refer people to a documentary called The Corporation um, to understand a little bit more about the psychology behind advertisement <clears throat> and, and how, how it works, how the media works. It's a great documentary. You can find, I think, online right now. But I remember we studied this in, in, in a family psychology class. And the, the psychologist caught up on how to use the science of, of the brain, of how humans react to information for the benefit of organizations, corporations, and so on. People sell stuff. I mean, in the end, that's what it's driven to. It's, everything is about making money. So porn. Porn is about making money. It's one of the greatest industries in the world. It probably combines Hollywood and Bollywood together. Okay? People spend a lot of money watching porn. But what they don't understand is the, the outcomes of pornography. It's not just companies making money is people destroying their brains. Literally, it's like you're destroying yourself, destroying your family, destroying mm. your life. How does, how does it affect your brain? Well, basically, the brain, as it develops, let's say most young men and women, women watch porn as well, they lie that they don't, but uh, today with uh, the cookies... They're not a chocolate chip cookies. They're real cookies that tra- track your internet activity. So now porn sites, they release the information, mm-hmm. statistics, and so on. Again, for the purpose of making money. Also, they want to see what people look at, what are the trends, what's trending, to basically produce more of that content. Because that's what people watch, that's what they want, and that's mm-hmm. what makes money. So we have about 10 years of stats now that you can compare and see trends when it comes to porn and porn sites. And women are definitely there. Mm. Uh, women watch porn <clears throat> more than men. What I mean more is more time, time-wise, length. Men usually watch about five minutes, and we know why. And women need a bit more time, so they watch about 13 to 15 minutes on average. Right, when it comes so they're, they're, they're not reading romance novels anymore? Um, the romance novels, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey and all that. Uh, that's some, With the incense, the candles, the bath, none of that yeah, anymore. That's still, there. The that's still there, but I think it's easier now. And part of it is uh, having access. Like women have more access now to the mobile phone. Mm. Right? Uh, before, it would take a lot of uh, courage to walk into a store and buy a magazine as a mm. woman. I mean, guys would do it. They don't care, right? Mm. But for a woman to have you access to... You need to go to buy with condoms and anything. Right, yeah. right. So it's much more easier. But um, so these, these sites, these, these people have caught up on it. So the way, you know, just to answer your question, so your children around the age of 11, both girls and boys, that's kind of the average age that they get for their first exposure. Either through, uh, you know, friends, showing them at school. Schools are huge when it comes to influencing people. Literally, like both brothers and sisters have reported that it's it's something like, yo, watch this. Yo, let me show you something. Yeah. And everyone goes in back to the class and then they kind of look at it. And what you don't understand, that f- initial exposure, SubhanAllah, I've had so many clients who said, I can't forget that. And it has kind of paved a specific genre of porn that, that I like yeah. to, or a fetish, you know? Yeah. So 
I know a lot of people, you know, they'll find this a bit um, touchy. Touchy, but yeah. like our team counsels both men and women. Mm-hmm. So we have a specific program called My Teskia, and that has two wings, yeah. men and women as well. So for porn addicts, right? And we get a lot of info. So a lot mm-hmm. of the, the sisters, for example, or brothers who come to these programs, they're already past that. Okay, I, you know, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I'm, I need help. I need to open up. And people say, well, do people tell their sins? You shouldn't be telling your sins. There's a difference between telling your sins to people and exposing. We have um, confidentiality. We don't know who these people are. We don't know them personally. It's not like and they're not boasting. It's not you bro. tell me the mm. or this. You're not boasting about it. Mm. But they're they've reached a level where like my life is messed up. And bro, usually at that level too, it violates your moral compass too. Because we were talking a couple episodes ago mm. that eventually you don't watch vanilla stuff anymore. There's like child stuff. There's animals. There's oh, weird the, the weird genres stuff. Genres are, are weird, just crazy right now. And that is because so you expose that that young age in those formative stages, your brain and your sexuality is very malleable. It's very fluid yet. A lot of people don't understand sexuality. They think that, okay, you're born on the fitra. No doubt. You're born on the fitra. Men like women, women like men, and that's it. That's how you're born. But sexuality is, um, can be changed. Like, and I'll give you, Nick, from a Sharia perspective, why? See, Allah wouldn't make something haram if it's not possible, right? Like Allah didn't, okay, uh, make, for example, I don't know, they can toothpaste back into the tube or something, you know, haram. It's like, it's hard to do it, you know. <laughs> but Allah has made, for example, um, homosexuality, lesbianism, bestiality, pedophilia, all these haram, right? It's a huge punishment in Islam. They're very strict. People don't mm, understand. You're saying basically like things that are impossible would not be... They would not be because, haram, right? Because, because it's, it's not even it's impossible. Laugh. So for example, like saying you, being born this way and then being punished for being gay would not be haram because you can't be born that way. You're not born that so way. So that makes no but sense. But you, you can be prone to swinging that way. Mm, and we'll talk yeah. about why. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. men and women. Yeah, this yeah. is clear. It's been studied. It's been proven. There is a genetic... Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's an issue of perversion. Mm. That's why it's punished. Like the Prophet, for example, he wouldn't allow the Sahaba to look at young men with no beard. Okay? It, they would have to lower their gaze. There's a young boy who have feminine traits. It was haram to look at them. Right? This is very clear in the Sunnah. You'll be like, oh, what? The gay or something like that stuff? No, it's like, because there's a feminine trait maybe that might attract uh, someone. Same with women, right? They're not supposed to uh, expose their aura in front of each other. You know, this whole like girls being very touchy-feely, it's not allowed in Islam. A lot of girls don't, oh, we're girls, we can't do that. It's okay, you know, because everyone ex- you know, expects it or it's okay with it. It's not allowed. Holding hands, cuddling, yeah. It's not allowed, okay? Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. Why is it not allowed? Because it can happen, right? Why do, for example, this, uh, the, the Prophet said in the hadith that children, you should separate and bat at a certain age and, you know, not share the same uh, blanket. Why? You know, because there's things that are possible to happen. I've had happened, and we've all know and heard about it. We know, not just heard about it, we deal with these things. A'udhu billah. Mm. Goes, so when, as the Prophet said, If you have no shyness or no, you're not ashamed, you'll do anything that you please. I mean, it's crazy, bro. Like, A'udhu mm. billah. You know, we have some... Sh- Shocking cases. I don't think even the Ummah is ready for this stuff. You know, mm. like I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't think when we sometimes I release some small stories on my channel and people are like, "Oh man, I don't think this exists." I'm like, "You have no clue." It's like thirty percent of what we actually deal with. 
Literally, bro. Wow. So the child is exposed to that and they grow 12, 13, 14, 15. Their body changes a lot. Those uh, pathways are strengthened more and more. They're conditioned. Um, there's neurotransmitters that are at work. And specifically, there's one called dopamine, right? And the threshold of dopamine changes, right? And that's where it's kind of linked to, you know, the shock effect mm. and change in sexuality, for example. All right? So uh, you watch, okay, this, and then it doesn't work anymore because your threshold has increased. You need more dopamine now. Now you need something more shocking. So you go to like, I don't know, something weirder mm. and weirder. And both men and women, weirder. It's a, bit, it's a bit more dangerous with women because with guys, there's a, a limit to what they can take. And, and in terms of imagination and fantasy, it's not that much. Not, yeah, men. that as well as uh, physiologically speaking. So we'll suffer from, like guys will stop usually due to premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction. They're kind of like, oh my God, I'm messed up. Like it's not working anymore. Mm. For a woman, what, what do you need? Everything works. It's kind of, she doesn't need to work. It's just it's a slippery slope. It's there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's more <laughs> dangerous with women. That's why women don't really come and seek help. Mm-hmm. Not so many and they're not really, so I would say it's more dangerous. With guys, you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm messed mm-hmm. up. I'm going to get married and it's not working. Mm-hmm. I need help. So yeah, you're, you're changing, your brain is changing and you end up getting married or close to getting married, you are an adult now. And the question is, does size matter? Do these things matter? And for a lot of people to answer, biologically, no. Psychologically, yes. What do you mean by that? So when I researched this, and um, for example, from an anatomical point of view, Mm -hmm. unless a person is really suffering uh, and is below, really below the world average. What is, what is world average? World average is 5.6 inches. 5.6? Yeah. This is the world average yeah. uh, erect? Mm, yeah. Okay. That's how big. Yeah. Zo- zoom in on that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Put like an eggplant there. We have some higher. Yeah. Okay. So 5.6 inches is the average erect length. Yeah. Plus it doesn't matter. I hope still brothers are watching this, not sisters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to inspire some thoughts. Yes. No, not, not flaccid. Yeah, okay. yeah, so 5.6, and um, most women, what they report, they're okay with 5, 4.5, 5, it's okay, it's fine. Some women, like, they can't even, and physiologically, it's, it's, if you look at it, there's nothing beyond that, <laughs> kind of, that could in, be. In our, in our canal. There's a difference of opinion about that, but anyway, <clears throat> it's, it's, a lot of women say it's just enough from a biological perspective, even when you look at the anatomy of the woman, most of her pleasure spots are outside, not inside. They're not internal, right? Of course, you have the uh, the G spot and whatnot, but that's most women report they cannot. So then, what does it mean to be perceived as psychologically like big? Rami's like I can see it, and he's he's thinking. His, his mind's working right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. well, look. So again, so biologically, no. Um, even there was an interview, a lot of like porn stars were interviewed and the women were saying, no, it's not, it's not like, I mean, sometimes too big, it just doesn't work. Like there's no mm-hmm. intimacy. You cannot have a proper position or proper, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, it just so my doesn't bad, work. My bad for cutting off, but it would be like 
psychologically it would you it would mean like you taking the right angle of like picture for your your wife like before you know like you getting you get the nikah and you're just like hold up like I go to the bathroom <laughs> and then Bro, I don't know what we're talking about I'm so lost no no no, no I'm no. just I'm I'm <laughs> um, I think I think what what we should start with definitely is this question that we get from sisters more than men, but we also get it from both. Um, Salam alaikum, T3M. We're talk. I'm talking to this brother, and I'm considering getting married. But you know, he told me this is how big he is. Rather, okay. she should have said this is how small he is. <laughs> and is this going to lead to problems? And they they ask like, what is you know, can can I can I do something with that? Should I marry him? Because, and these are virgin women, bro. Virgin yeah, sisters yeah. wondering is two inches. He said he's two point six. I was like, bro, how does a man even know he's two point six, bro? Like, what type of number is that, okay, bro? You so could say two, you could say three. Lot, at least every guy's measure at least yeah. twenty times in their yeah. life, right? And there, there's a lot of OCD that's related to that. Okay. And it causes a lot of uh, social issues, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety in men, uh, a lot of problems. Like it's an actual condition. You can search. A lot of men have super doubts. Um, and a lot of the guys who have doubts are okay. Now, the ones, obviously, like two point something, then there's a condition called micropenis. What is that? And it's basically micro. No, like, how, what is the size for a micropenis? Yeah, like something like that, 2.6, you know. Okay. Very, very below. You about to break some hearts right now, bro. Very below standard. No, I don't think many guys have that. It's, okay. it's not, it's, it's a very rare condition, mm. but that requires medical intervention and so on and what. Like what type of like surgery? Yeah, surgery. The problem is with, see, with like women, right? They want, there's something's not the size that society uh, asks for. Mm. This is so unfair, isn't it? Uh, the girls can just go and get breast implants, butt implants, everything, right? Like lip jobs, everything, man, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for the men, it's like, what do you get? Because it's very, it's, it's very uh, unsafe. Mm. That part of the body, that anatomy is, is very complicated. So the, like the whole, that, like it might not work. You know, 10 I mean? inch slongs you see on, on the videos, that's not, that's not realistic then? Uh, well, look, uh, we'll get into that. But mm. so, yeah, these questions do come. Brothers will send these questions. Sisters will send. Why do they send these questions? Is because porn, of porn because mm-hmm. of society, yeah. because of this idea. And then, bro, there's so many misconceptions. For example, like that specific cultures are this. You know, they're like whatever. This is a misconception. Mm. You look at there's now studies <laughs> to show. You can look at averages across the world. You can look at talking yeah, about African American. It's not just about that. But <laughs> that's like that's like one of the the races. It's a misconception. Yeah, it is like, a misconception oh, like, because, like, for example, the biggest size was reported by an Italian, you know, in the world. You know what gotcha. I mean? And yeah. there's like I think it's like uh, not Colombians, but somewhere in South America, those are actually by average the biggest, uh, right? So it's not African. I think you're gonna say smallest. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like that one too, bro. It's not Colombia. How it's, dare you! Yeah, anyway, um, but there's a lot of misconception, right? Like we just talked about, like hand size and feet size, mm-hmm. right? People look at mm-hmm. it. It's not, there's no correlation. The what do they say? You know you know what they say about a guy with bigger feet? But that's, again, uh, it's uh, their misconceptions. People mm-hmm. have these, these preconceived ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. But culture pushes these through movies, mm-hmm. um, through social media and whatnot. So there's a lot of doubt on, on different, you know, on women have doubt. What should I do if this happens? 
Mm, Guys, yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, am I doomed and whatnot? Well, so like just that's how it becomes psychological. Yeah, just think about it, man. Like, you could go your entire life. Let's say you never uh, watch TV. Let's say, like, in the society, like they never really talked about it. You can go your entire life with like, well, let's say you have five inches or six inches or whatever, right? You wouldn't even know if that's big, that's small. You, you would have no idea. You wouldn't even care. Especially as a woman, right? Like a virgin woman, for example. Now, mm. there's a difference between a, a virgin, non-virgin, but a virgin woman. If that's all she experiences, bro, and that's it, man. She's super happy, right? But then constantly she watches these retarded videos, people talking about, yeah, man. You know, like your shit, the shaitan's going to play with you. Like, oh, mm. it's better. You should try it, whatnot. And people just, from there, they're just gone. And yeah. the mind changes, right? Because you start thinking, you start, and all of a sudden what you have is not good enough. It's kind of like you have a, I don't know, some cheap car and then you see people flashing their crazy cars in front of you all the time start comparing mm. you start feeling man it's not good enough you start working towards no i want to have this or i want to have that and maybe you can't have it so yeah it's it is psychological and for women once they've been conditioned to that right their brain now we have to understand for a woman the most important sexual organ is the brain Mm. Right. A lot of people think it's not, it's something else. It's the brain. It's, it's this head, guys. It's not right the other there. head down there. It's right there. So when one has, woman has that expectation, I think now there's a, something trending called something big, the power, something. Big, like the energy. Energy, right? <laughs> like a lot of people have asked me about that. Mm -hmm. Bro, you know, this is so inappropriate. Why do women talk like that? Muslim women. You know, they, they'll say something like, oh, if I've saved myself uh, so much and I protect myself with hijab, uh, you know, I deserve this, you know, I should have this, stuff like that. And the guys are like, oh, man, I'm not like that. And then they feel bad and they don't want to pursue marriage. They're, they have lack of, you know, loss of confidence. And, what. and the woman, now she's expecting that. And psychologically, if she gets something less than what she's expecting. Mm. She's going to think she, she got the short end of the straw. Not just that. It's like mm. it's going to affect her ability to, to climax. Mm, because she's going to think it's it's less attractive than exactly. what she thinks it is. So her expectations are like hyperinflated now. Right. And then for a man, his insecurities are hyperinflated exactly. because he's comparing himself to what he thinks he should be. Mm. Okay. So and when you watch these videos, I just wanted to say one thing quickly. When you watch these videos, most if not all of these videos have way above average sizes. So the man's going to think everyone has that. Right. So Got you. In, in porn, specifically, they're going to pick the guys that are obviously above average mm -hmm. so now guys are watching this and like man you know, look at that and the girls are gonna watch that and they're like man look at that that's what i'm expecting is and this intentional yeah of course of course because the way again psychologists have caught up on that uh, the brain reacts to things that are inflated over Exaggerated. Exaggerated. Yeah, okay. Right. We we like the, All right, the brain right, right. Same with oh, women's parts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Mm. And they will portray that. They will show that. That makes money. That gets the views. So now people are sitting there and think this is reality. While mm. nothing is reality in this. Nothing is reality. When you're watching these, uh, like everything is hyper. Sexualized. Hyper is like hyper. 50 cameramen in the room, right. lighting, sound lighting, crew, everything. Bro. That, that doesn't happen like that. All of a sudden, wow, it's like this amazing, uh, you know, session. 
Actually, most uh, people never have this amazing session, especially the first time. It takes months or not years for mm-hmm. couples to actually sync when it comes to lovemaking. You know, it's, it's probably like a very s- small percentage where they're just all of us, you know, this perfect, you know, match from the beginning. It doesn't work like that. So that influences, you know, expectations. People are, d- are disappointed. People make mistakes on their first night of marriage. Um, there's a difference, as we said, between virgins and non-virgins. Obviously, a non-virgin woman is, is a bit different than a virgin woman. You know, for a virgin woman, a lot of the guys might be, like, having doubts about their size, which he might be, like, quite big, actually. But he's, like, so insecure. Uh, you know, let's say he's average, right? But he's very insecure. And he takes a virgin. And he just wants to smash it on the first night. And he traumatizes her. because She can't just take it like that, bro. It's, bro, it's super hard. You know, it's super hard. The guy just thinks I'm just going to perform on her like what I've seen. And I, you know, I'm, I'm insecure. I'm just going to do a really, you know, amazing. And he traumatizes her. And she's like, what the heck is this? And then she doesn't want to get close to him. She's probably not going to talk about it. Uh, there's going to be issues. They're going to start sleeping in separate beds, separate rooms. And then marriage just goes out. Hmm. Right? Now with a non-virgin woman, it's a bit different, obviously. She's had experiences or hmm. experience. It's a bit more complicated there. Uh, you have to have a bit more knowledge. A little, uh, more, a little more tender. Yeah, a little bit more. So I don't know. Like, I guess uh, it's it's more complicated. I do want to give you a huge shout out, bro. Mashallah, that we've spent, what, 27 minutes thus far. Still haven't directly answered the question, but that's that's because you're the king of retention time. But you're going to make sure that we max the analytics, bro. They watch the entire video just to get the answer, bro. Everyone's just still at the edge of their seat. Is yes, is a no. Guys, just wait. We're not going to give it to you that easy. I mean, I think he did kind of answer it. It's a physiological. Not directly, bro. Not directly. It's man. It's uh, in the twenty first century. I guess it matters, right? In the twenty first century, like dealing with so in in today's society, I think it does matter because of the expectations, because of how we've been conditioned, because of what we've seen, mm. how it affected our brain. And that's one of the questions that comes to us is, okay, so what do we do? Like, are we, like, okay, someone's gone through this trauma. Someone's been exposed to this. Where's, where, where are the boundaries of the halal and haram, right? So let's say a woman's been conditioned to have specific intimacy or expectations of a specific intimacy, right? She marries a guy who is very super pious. He has no clue about anything. He just wants to get in and get out. Is that marriage going to work? It's not going to work in the 21st century. It's not going to work. He can say, well, well I'm, I'm going to divorce her. Okay, so you're going to divorce her. And you're going to have a, another divorced woman who's got high sex drive. You know, just what do you think she's going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, do people actually think that women are just going to sit around there and just wait for some knight in shining armor to come and rescue her? Yeah, you're talking about here, like, extreme use of pornography, uh, dildos, toys, like sisters are engaged in this kind of behavior. Vibrators, all that type Vibrators, of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, any, like, I'm, again, I'm, I don't want to generalize. Mm-hmm. We're talking about here from cases that we know. Mm-hmm. This is the reality of what's this happening. This is reality. People are going to say, stuff for Allah, this is bad. And we're not talking here about to impress you. We're mm-hmm. talking here that we have a problem. How do we fix it? Mm-hmm. Right? How do we fix it? Do you just write someone off because they've had an experience? Like, let's mm-hmm. say, <clears throat> okay, I'll give you an example. So this guy marries a sister. Is a sheikh, right? So she's like a convert. 
right? And he's all excited. Oh, yeah, convert. No, he's typical, traditional guy. He's got some knowledge of things. Obviously, he lives in the West. He said, I, like, I know about these things. But so the sister, you know, they consummate the marriage. And the sister's like a freak, you know. She's got, like, tattoos all over piercing. She's just like, he says, I, I've never experienced anything like that. I was like, you know. So and then I was happy. He says, I was happy. I left, whatever, went to the masjid. I, after the salah, I open my phone, come back. I need more. <laughs> so he's like, oh, super. <laughs> so he goes back, you know. Freak, like a, like an info. Like yeah, she yeah. really wants to. Proper, like, you know, high, high drive, you know. He's like, in two weeks, I had Mashallah. to divorce. I was, I was dead. He's like, I just, I couldn't take it. And I was like, so I was like, bro, like. Is that her problem or his? No, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, what do you say? Like, is she, a, what, you going to, like, make takfir on her or something like that? You can't. It's the reality. She's yeah. she's trying to protect herself in halal. Yeah. She's got a high drive. She she didn't, she's wearing hijab, everything properly. She's not like some, you know. It's just when the hijab went off, it was like, man, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> How like, dare you? <laughs> so it, this is just one example, by the way. But this is a real case scenario. So what happens? The guy's going to, he divorced her. Now what do you have? You have a hijabi sister who's a freak, who has a past, obviously. She's trying to make toba. You can tell her, like, sister, astaghfirullah, fast. Okay, fine. But in the end, that 10, 20 years of experience cannot just be erased. Mm. She's conditioned. She's hardwired at that yeah. point to now, need Does that it. mean you have to kick her in the back and into Jahannam or something like that? Oh, no, okay. she should be looking for someone who's more compatible uh, mm. to her. Like a, like a brother with a higher sex drive or something. Like right. That. Now, how do you get to understand that? That's another story, right? Because that's, like, should you just... Like even these kind of discussions, oh, he told me this is his size. Like how do you even get to that discussion? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how do brothers be like, Salam alaikum sister, you know, my name is this and that and I am this. And like, mm-hmm. should it be on your CV now? Like, well, I'm six foot two, uh, 5.8. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, is it, like how do you even get to that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't really have any more well, shyness sister, when it comes to this. That's the thing, bro. Sisters asking whatever about, you know, you know what, to the man. But the sisters ask that as yeah. well. Exactly. Yeah. So you're dealing with these, these are real problems. Mm-hmm. People could say, no, we shouldn't go to this. We shouldn't talk about this. But then most of the marriages are falling apart because of this. Mm-hmm. Like imagine, bro, like guy walks in, sees his wife doing herself. Like, I get so many of these cases. What should I do? What's the problem? What's the problem? Oh, she's, ba- she's a bad woman. Okay, fine. She, this is haram. But there's more than one reason why she's doing that. Just mm-hmm. like there's more than one reason why sometimes wives walk on their husbands and mm-hmm. catch them doing that. There's, there's more than one reason. You know, it's not just that the guy's a bad person. Okay, it's haram. He's, he's not, he shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be, but it's But there's nuanced, other... Yeah issues as counselors as imams people look at it from a from many different perspectives it's not just one reason mm. but this is the, like this is on the table this is what we're dealing with today how do you fix it okay everyone just goes to hell that's not that's a, you know it's so simple right okay they're all going to hell you know they're bad people like okay she's a convert that's all she knew she's making toba now she's coming to islam she realized that islam is the truth okay how do you deal with that kind of person mm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you deal with it? Bro, this is where, like, we need to understand that, like, our spouses, our significant others, they have rights over us, right? Yeah. As a man, as a woman, doesn't matter. But if if I'm a man and I have a wife, like, listen, like, if, if well, I'm speaking theoretically, I don't want to, like, 
say anything as like, okay, this is how I am because there's no reason for that. Right. But let's say that I have a high sex drive. Well, she needs to understand that. And she needs to understand that, okay, like, I'm probably going to need more. Just like if it was the opposite, if, like you said, if she has a high sex drive, I need to understand this. I need to be all From right just a compatibility point of view. Exactly. Yeah. I need to be able to basically uh, coexist with that and make that happen. Because if not, then I'm going to be denying her rights. Mm. And that's when, okay, yeah, like you said, you know, what she would be doing would be haram, but it's not fully on her because... Takes two. Wasn't it Omar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu who, who basically said that men like in battle they have to return in a specific amount of time? Like yeah, every three months. Every three months minimum. It's amazing Just, the story. You cannot deny your wife more than three months. Uh, even three months. I mean, these that's days pushing. It's yeah. hard. But why did he make that uh, time period? Is that I guess he was walking the street. He would actually have his tour, his round. Yeah, he would that, talk right? to women. Yeah. It's not that he would talk to like, women. He heard the woman reciting poetry, heard, yeah. saying something. If I don't fear Allah. My bed would be shaking. That's what the poetry means. Mm. And then he actually knocked the door and said, "Look, I've heard it." Imagine she would have been like running away. She said, and he asked, "Like how how long can a woman last?" Mm-hmm. I remember she that. said something like three months. Three so months. He made it. As then a he made it. Yeah. That men have to return. Uh, but here you have a few things. Number one is that okay, there's haya and shyness when you talk about these things, but there's a problem. So he's fixing a problem. Okay, so let's deal with this issue now. As you said, how do you know whether you're compatible? Can you talk about this? Should you put it on your resume or CV? You know, you write your profile and this, you know, high sex drive man, you know, uh, you know, big daddy, whatever. You know. It's not, can you, should you? Most people say it's bad. I don't have the answer, but we need ulama to discuss this. In today's context, how do we solve this? I don't think we should put it on the CV. I don't think it should just, people should just, jump into the discussion. Yeah, my name is this and this how, you know, big I am. I don't think so. But, so they need to answer this question, like what's permissible? Mm-hmm. How can we, giving this problem that we're faced with today where everything is so inflated and people have been exposed to so many things, can you just say, well, people should just fear Allah? Okay, fine. We should. I totally agree 100%. So let's say a brother who fears Allah and a sister who fear Allah get married together. One has a high sex drive for whatever reason. Maybe porn, maybe just natural. Okay, maybe just naturally they have a high sex drive. Hormones, whatever. It could be from food, could be from environment, whatever it is. Culture, some cultures are more prone to, you know, intimacy and have higher sex drive because of the, even the diet, the climate influences and so on and so forth. So, you know, let's say the guy's like, oh yeah, I'm this culture, but I like this culture. So two different cultures coming together with good intentions, but then they're not matching on that. Mm. Um, what's, what's the outcome? Usually, okay, have patience. Yes, of course, you should. But how much? But for how long? How long can a person actually last? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <clears throat> how do we solve this problem? Like, who will solve this problem? Usually men are just resorting to porn or... You know, other but women as well, bro. Women as well, yeah. Women like women, well, they're just and not people satisfied. Cheat. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. people cheat. Now people cheat. Women cheat. Men mm-hmm. cheat. Uh, women who are married will go to the toy shop and get something extra. You know, because it's not enough. It happens, bro. Like guys be like, I caught her doing that. You know, imagine like how it'll break you, bro. Can we not? Can we not uh, deal with these issues a little bit ahead of time so we don't reach that point? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have the answer. Like I can't. I'm not a 
an alim in that point to give a fatwa mm. and say. But most people will be like, no. You know, like, how do you, I don't know, man. I don't have the answer, to be honest. Like, we really need to do, tackle this issue because it's causing a lot of divorce. People say, well, the, the, the uh, uh, solution is just fear Allah. I agree, man. I agree, no doubt. But then again, you look at the history of Islam, theory is what you should do. Yet many people have done otherwise than what you should do. But how do you deal with that? How do you manage that? How do you manage the reality, the situations that actually take place as opposed to the theory where you should fear Allah, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. But most people fall out of that. So this is the, the question that, I mean, we need to, to understand. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. And it's kind of like it's, it's bringing it back for sure, but... Um, you have mentioned everything that you mentioned, especially about like the psychological aspect. Now, let's say, let's say that this is actually occurring now. You have a man, you know, he's talking to this woman. They're about to get married, but like, for some reason in her mind, she's over here expecting something big. Like, what's what's gonna happen if this guy is, um, I don't know, if he doesn't meet these expectations? How can he basically finesse the situation? Not even finesse the situation. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good but question. How can he like bring the frame in his control to mm -hmm. where he's making her like psychologically okay. even perceive him as big? So he doesn't have a dick big. That's that's how you get around YouTube algorithm, bro. That's how you say it without the other way around. A, a dick a dig big. Dig big? Yeah, dig big. Well, that's what I was asking. So he doesn't have one. I was joking about that, but mm. I'm saying like mm. in, in all seriousness. Okay, mm. it's, a, it's a good question. Um, again, looking at it from a psychological perspective, as I said, biologically, does a virgin woman actually need something like that? No. In her mind, she thinks she does because, again, she's been conditioned to believe so. Um, she might get disappointed at the beginning, but when it actually gets down to it... Uh, if the guy is confident enough, which he might not be because he's also been brainwashed, brainwashed, yeah, okay. right? So that's where the issue starts. It's that the quality of the intimacy is going to suffer because her expectations are not met. He's already not able to perform because he's already in his mind thinking that, oh my God, she's not going to be happy mm -hmm. and whatnot. But if the guy understands, it's, it's all about knowledge, like knowing what's enough, what's not enough, understanding that. He comes in confident and does well because he is confident then everything will be fine because her biases will be broken because in the end if he's she's pleased it doesn't matter what size he is she's going to be pleased and she's like mm -hmm. well, wait a second it doesn't really matter and that's why a lot of women after that they'll say I'm like no no i don't i'm okay with just mm -hmm. the average mm -hmm. it's more than enough yeah, yeah this is this is good because it kind of leads into a question that i had because i uh, from what i'm hearing Every time we talk about this, it seems to be the case here. You're talking about actual, like, full-on intercourse, right? Like the guy's organ, the woman's organ. But aren't mm. there other ways to please your spouse? Like, I'm thinking, you're talking about the size and everything. What if a man goes down on his wife? What if a man, you know, warms her up with his hands and things like that? Or let's say, like, a man walked in on his wife doing whatever. Uh, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. What if the best thing would be to, to jump in on it, you know, and start... Mm. <laughs> replace her hand with yours and go on. <laughs> I, I, personally, I don't think that would be good, just because, like, you're... 
it's like a bad behavior. You don't want to like repeat it. You don't want to reinforce it. Yeah. It's, it's right. So I would say that most men have no clue what they're doing about female sexuality. And most men, not all yeah, men, yeah, yeah. most men. It's an and it's an issue of knowledge mm. and understanding. But indeed, um, well, see, most women you don't want to teach them or to, but they already are. They already know that. Like they already conditioned to that. They've themselves experienced that. Mm. Uh, so they have, they're used to a certain way. And if the guy understands the female biology, and which again, most men don't, um, yes, there's other ways to, 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 to please a woman, like extremely please her. So then her mind's gonna change. She's gonna be like, wait a second, I don't need that crazy thing. Or what I saw is not real. She starts changing her mind. And the couple can have great intimacy if both of them, specifically the men, because see the men, why is the the burden on the men most? Because he's the kawam, he's the, you know, men. He's the giver. Men yeah. give, right? Women just receive. Yeah, I was just about to say. Men give. Like everything points to that. So if he understands what he's doing and he gives it properly, then the woman's going to be super happy. That's why it's so important for the men to have the frame. Like the frame. proper, proper frame. Because the frame. If, if the man isn't as masculine, like he could literally just like, if he catches his girl doing that, he could literally say like, take that and throw it out. She'll throw it out. Mm. And then like, he, he's going to please her to where she's not even going to be thinking about doing that stuff. So no like, doubt. Like, this is why I say like, I think it's super important. And, and many, many women who are fulfilled report that. They're like, once they have the right man, he knows what he's doing they can't revert back to doing it themselves because it's like, no, it just doesn't, mm. can't. It's like, it don't work. Yeah, It's not, I'd rather wait, yeah. you know, two, three months than to actually just get myself going because it just, nothing can replace what he does, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if the man doesn't have frame. But if the man doesn't have frame, if he's not. like a, a little over. insecure little that's thing yeah, and then it. a woman's going to smell that, she's not, like again, psychologically, she won't be able to reach that level of pleasure because her brain won't allow it. Because of the what he's what kind of frame he brings to the to the bedroom, right? She's Irreplaceable, gonna, yeah. She's yeah. gonna feel that man. You know? mm. Like again, the the woman like the woman starts from here. Mm. You know, literally, bro. It's like you know, science shows that a woman it takes about what an average about seven to eleven minutes for her to orgasm. So one, one, yeah. <clears throat> man, about <laughs> two minutes, bro, on average. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Look at the difference, right? So it means like, what do you do in those seven minutes? The difference, right? So, uh, but if the man knows what he's doing and can penetrate here first, like guys are jumping, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, this technique and that technique. No, man. You Take your know time, bro. You it's an say, investment, man. yeah. You gotta know what you gotta say. And not just that, it starts way before you even reach home, bro. Mm -hmm. The text, a little thing here, you start preparing it. Bro, like 30% of the work's already done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But again, need to know and to know you have to understand something that most men are not willing to understand humble themselves to understand a female are much more sexual than men their whole body the way they're designed like i mean they have an organ that it's all about pleasure there's not no other function of that organ men don't even have that we don't no. we don't we have uh, other functions i was reading that, that in the, in the book right? you sent me Literally. but specifically like women have that one mm. thing that's so just pleasure. so women enjoy it more but Problem is the whole shaming. They're not able to open up culturally, culturally yeah. right? The yeah. slut shaming. They're yeah. scared of that. How are you going to perceive if they enjoy it? If they're going to talk about it, open about what they like or they don't like? 
So then they're, they're, they shut down. When a woman psychologically shuts down, good luck opening up again, bro. Yeah. And most guys mess up. So the woman's not going to give you a second chance. If you get a second chance, you're super lucky, bro. If you don't know how to do it properly from the beginning, and I'm not talking about doing it, I'm talking about getting her to open and to relax and to just feel mm -hmm. sexy and just feel relaxed to be ready for intimacy, that's it, bro. Once she closes, down, uh, closes up, bro, it will be very difficult for her to trust you to open up. She'll do it as a chore. She might enjoy a little bit, but she'll never reach her full potential, which means you yourself are not going to enjoy it properly. And that's where the problems start. And the man starts going a different direction. She goes a different direction. And that's it. If you're smart enough from the beginning and you can earn her trust and you're not going to judge her and say something stupid, you know, to make her feel bad and just let her enjoy, know the, the halal and haram, know the limits, and you're in for a joy ride. If not, good luck, man. You're, you're messed up. You're done. And most guys make a mistake there. Because, like, they'll start probing a little bit. And she says something like, oh, yeah, I like that. And she's like, oh, you know, all of a sudden, like, he'll just, like, put it down. And then she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean it. Um, uh, no, never mind, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's over, bro. Guys are goofy sometimes. It's oh, where did you learn how to do that? You yeah. know? <laughs> oh, man. What do you mean? What you do you mean? mean? It's like, bro, like, it's how just. How dare you? <laughs> so, so. But knowledge is so important. Mm. And that's why the beginning of marriage is so important. Uh, mm. The night of intimacy is so important. Mm. If you are good, you know how to approach it, Shall you have a good, intimate life. If you mess up that night, it will be very hard to regain or to speaking, gain our trust. And speaking about foreplay, bro, I think you warmed up all the viewers in the audience for the next episode, inshallah. So there's not much else to say about this episode. We should wrap it up. Um, and really, you know, spend some time dissecting everything in the next episode about intimacy. Let us know what you guys want to hear. So does size uh, matter? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. There you but go. Yes, you answer. But no. Yes, but no. <laughs> yes. Yes, psychologically. Yes. yes. But I mean, no, physically. No. I think the major take home, just to like recap everything, is uh, number one, have the frame. Frame, bro. Right? Yeah. Number two. Confidence. Foreplay. Foreplay before the foreplay. Mm -hmm. Foreplay before the foreplay mm -hmm. before the foreplay. Before the foreplay. Like, you got to stimulate the mind before you even get to that point. And then the last one, to tie it all together, you got to let your girl be a freak. You got to bring out... Hello, freak. No, you, just, you just have to let her be a woman, bro. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's that's the thing. It's being a woman, Let her be a woman. In today's not, society, not, they not see tell, it as yeah. a freak. Not tell her to do X, Y, Z. Just let her do her thing. Let her Obviously, be there's limits, you know? That's like, what I'm saying. Everyone, Within the but, but, yeah. but just let her enjoy herself. And she and knows how to do will it. enjoy yeah. herself yeah. the best when she feels confident. Mm. Yeah. If you put her down, if you shame somehow her, yeah. shame her, make her feel she's ugly, like, mm. bro, just tell your wife she's the most beautiful thing. Just say that mm -hmm. over and over. Tell her she's the sexiest thing. She drives you insane, this and that. And you, sh you see what happens. She will do that. Yeah. She will feel like that. And women, there's, there's something called mirror neurons. And women have this very, it's very highly developed in a female. Men as well, but female more. Like women love to feel attractive. They, be, yeah. bro, they look in the mirror and if they feel attractive, they, they turn, get attracted they, they by themselves. themselves, on, themselves. Yeah. If she don't like what she sees, good luck. If she likes what she sees and you have a huge role to play, because she probably don't like what she sees because she's been conditioned. She looks at TikTok, Instagram, she's all these fake models. You wipe their face with the baby wipe and it's gone. You know what I mean? It's totally different. You know, good from far, but far from good. <laughs> but it's it's a deception. 
How dare you? I dare. <laughs> it's deceptive, bro. Women deceive. Life with a filter. You, their whole lives are with filters. But your wife looks at this and she feels like she's ugly. And you might, you know, she might ask you things or she might catch you looking at stuff and like, oh, that's what you like and I'm not that. And she's going to destroy herself, her, her confidence. And forget it. She's not going to be properly intimate with you. But if you know how to change that or convince her that she's beautiful, and she is beautiful, man, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Who says that she has to look like? That's all fake, bro. It's all silicone. It's all surgery. It's not, if you really think about it, like we are dumb too as men because we start yeah. thinking that's hot. It's not hot, bro. It's not. It doesn't feel hot. It just looks hot. But when you really get to the nitty-gritty of it, it's been changed and some guy put his things in there and whatnot. It's not. But so when you tell your wife, no, you're the most beautiful, you drive me crazy, this, and she starts believing it slowly. She starts feeling comfortable. She sees, no, I am beautiful. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And then, you know, she, when she looks in the mirror, she feels good about herself. Then what happens at night is good, man. Mashallah. I think that's very important, but I also think like this is where I kind of like differ a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where like me calling or letting the girl be a freak, I think this is psychological. No doubt. Because like women have fantasies. A lot more than men, bro. Yeah. They won't admit it though. And if you can tap into that and you make her feel like she's fulfilling a fantasy or she's like being bad, like it, it stimulates her even more mentally. But so. are you the, the, are men ready though to deal with that? Because if you get into the uh, the female's mind, her fantasies, it can you know you can be shocked, bro. It can, it can be crazy. It can be crazy. If you're not ready for that, then you're gonna the way <laughs> no, you're gonna react yeah. is gonna shut her off. And once that door is closed, good, you're never gonna enter it back yep. there, bro. Yeah. It's, it's it's restricted area, and that's it. I mean, you get some, but it's not gonna be the best. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, y'all. <laughs> that is the recap. That is essentially everything brought together. So again, does size matter? Uh, we'll let you be the judge after watching this video, <laughs> <laughs> bro. They, they're going this like enough, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 it was good. It was good. It was I loved good. it. I but um, we we make dua that. Why do you keep holding like that, bro? I like it. You like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take this thing off here so people can hear me. Yeah. So with that being said. We hope that this video has helped you in one way, shape, or form. Rami. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.